from Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times podcast starts right now. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Tech Times podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Tulsa Tech's impact on our region is, if I might say so myself, pretty vast. From our full-time programs training adult and high school students to our evening and weekend classes, sometimes overlooked is our workforce training and development. Many times the first touch point that companies hear about our district is through our relationships with area chambers and our customized workforce training options. Joining us today to chat a little bit more about that is Dr. Matt Luttrell, the director of our workforce training and development team. Welcome, Matt. Thanks. Glad to be here. So share with, a, share with us a quick overview of the types of workforce training we offer and kind of what that means to our business community. Sure. So I, it's, it's one of those things where we can say we basically do everything a company wants to develop a workforce, uh, but we kind of categorize that into a few different categories. So uh, safety training is, is a foundational training that most companies need. So by safety training, that could be forklift training to safely operate that forklift could be fire extinguisher training or emergency response CPR kind of training, um, or even like crane and, you know, those types of things. We're not necessarily teaching people, uh, base skills. What we're teaching them is how to operate those things more, more safely in, in those safety classes. Then we offer a, a tier of training that we call technical training. That technical training could be very specialized or it could be very general. So very specialized could be a specific welding process, a specific machining process, uh, or even even a specific assembly process that's proprietary to a company. They, they help us understand that, learn it. We send an instructor in to build curriculum around that and then teach that to their new employees. Um, or by general training, general technical training, we might be talking Excel, PowerPoint, Microsoft uh, project, things like that. Just uh, things that are off the shelf products that that we just need to do upgrade training on or base level training for employees. And then our final tier is something we call leadership and transformational training. And so that could be uh, continuous improvement training in a manufacturing environment, teaching him, people how to uh, manufacture effectively without defects and without waste. Um, or it could be leadership training from everything from a frontline supervisor all the way up through uh, the executive suite and teaching uh, the, those people how to go through strategic planning and, and, and teaching them how to lead large organizations more effectively. It sounds like there really isn't a, an industry that we could not have some impact on in one way, shape or another. That's absolutely true. We do focus on industries that export products outside of the state of Oklahoma because they have a greater economic impact. But we also provide services to uh, even restaurants at times or, or hotels, uh, things like that. That if they need need the training, we'll, we're obviously there to, to support them uh, if they're in our region. Uh, just not necessarily our core focus. That's so great. Um, what differentiates our workforce training or that of career tech in general across the state as opposed to some other entity? There are really a couple couple things. One is a core. It's a core competency of ours. This is what we've done for for decades. We're just customizing that to the needs of that specific company at that specific time. 
the other thing that, that we are able to do just because of the way we're funded and grant funding that we get through the state of Oklahoma is offset the cost, which, which means they get a high-quality training product at a low cost, uh, which is really attractive to companies. That sounds like a big advantage to use, utilizing the career tech system and us as a whole. Certainly, and we use that to attract companies to the Tulsa area. Uh, in fact, I'm working with a company right now that's relocating manufacturing from the California region in an industry we typically have not been successful in attracting. And one of the core reasons they chose Tulsa is the support they can get from Tulsa Tech in training their workforce and training up a work uh, a workforce pipeline for them as and, people enter. And as loud as we can sing that message, we should not only across our state, but across the country. Come to Oklahoma. Absolutely. It, it really, what a lot of people don't realize is because of the way we're funded, uh, training uh, a workforce and creating economic impact for companies in the area actually increases our bottom line as a school because we're funded primarily through property tax. And the main way that you raise property tax is for companies to come in, build buildings, buy capital equipment, hire employees who then build houses and and contribute to our economy, which ultimately raises our bottom line. You spoke to this about this a little bit before. Um, when it comes to your team, our training isn't just confined to our locations or our campus space. We can go out to their locations, right? That's correct. So we do about 80% of our training actually in industry. Oh, wow. So uh, depending on the year, we do between uh, thirty and 50,000 hours a year of training. And obviously, if you were doing that much training on a campus, you would need a much larger footprint. But really, companies prefer oftentimes for us to come on site and train their people right there. With their equipment, their facilities, their comfort level, all of that stuff, I'm that, sure. That's correct. And there's also regulations. So if I'm going to teach oh. you uh, on a forklift, lift, how to operate that forklift or a, a man lift, something like that. OSHA requires that you're trained and signed off on in the environment that you work in on the equipment that you're going to operate. That's very cool. I'm glad they do that, by the way. <laughs> um, how does, how many, in total, how many companies do we typically work with in any given year? It depends on the year and what's going on economically, but it's safe to say over a thousand every year. Wow. That's a lot of growth. Um, how does your department work with other departments or other services we provide here within the district? Well, we look at ourselves as a representative of the district as a whole, not just there to sell training. We really want to be a valued partner with companies. Uh, we do want to be the, the entity that they call or the people they call when they need training. But more than that, when they need employees, we want them to call, call us uh, and connect with our, our own internal career services and, and our full-time instructors and those full-time programs to give those students uh, a, a better opportunity in, in industry as well. We often describe ourselves as one, one leg of a multi-legged stool uh, that really is minding the gap between the Mays. Because everybody knows schools typically graduate people in May, right? Obviously here at Tulsa Tech, we also graduate people in August and we have some different graduation times. But the general public knows high schools, colleges, everybody graduates somewhere around May. And so we'll say we're the, we mind the gap between the Mays because we'll train people for you that when you need people in August or you need people in January or you need people in March, uh, to, to really shore up that pipeline in between graduates. Yeah, it's tough to find those employees when you need them like today and it's January and they don't graduate till May. Sure. <laughs> Company demand does not sway to our schedule. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about Matt himself, including how he got into this role. Let's take a quick break. Ever wonder what it's like to work on the open road? Tulsa Tech offers practical, hands-on training to be a professional truck driver. Companies need goods delivered to stores and jobs are waiting. Are you ready? Well, if you don't want to get behind the wheel, how about making sure they run great? Tulsa Tech also offers affordable, hands-on training in heavy-duty diesel engine maintenance. Make your own path today by calling 918-828-5000 or learn more at tulsatech.edu. And we're back chatting with Dr. Matt Luttrell about workforce training and development. Matt, we want to learn a little bit more about you, though. Have you always worked in education? I have not. So I spent the vast majority of, of my career in the telecommunications industry uh, working first for, for providers like Cox Communications. And if anybody remembers the days of MCI and WorldCom, uh, that's kind of the world I came out of. And uh, I, I reached a point where I decided I, I needed to uh, step away from industry for a while. I was traveling about 50 weeks out of the year uh, and having great career success. But uh, That's a lot of weeks, Matt. Yeah, it was a lot of weeks. I was literally home for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and I came home on the weekends. And, and I reached a point where my kids were growing up without me. I needed to be home. And so uh, I had sold a company and, and been relatively successful. And I was running a sales team out of Silicon Valley. So that's why I was traveling all the time. I went Monday morning and, and to Silicon Valley where we had executive leadership meeting. And then I flew wherever I needed to be in the world that week to close deals and work with my sales team. And um, I, I made the decision to, to step away, and I thought I was going to take four or five years and just hang out and, and be a dad and, and you know, enjoy some time. Then I was going back to the industry. In fact, my intent was to teach math. And so I started the process to become alternatively certified to become a math teacher, and I got to know some people uh, at the State Department of Career Tech and a guy named Dom Garrison, who's, who's passed away now but was with the State Department for many years, uh, came to me and said, hey, I, I really need somebody that has worked in industry, has built teams, has trained teams that can really work in our, our biz division because uh, we just don't have that experience in-house, and I think it would be really helpful to us, especially in recruiting new companies to Oklahoma. And I was like, look, just so we're clear, I mean, I'll do that, but I'm going to do this for a couple of years. Um, you know, I, I was, my plan is to teach math for a few years and then, then go back and do what I was doing. Uh, and I remember looking at the time and thinking, wow, um, the, the state director um, made less money than my administrative assistant made the year before uh, oh, wow. I the left industry. industry. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, wow, this really is kind of a labor of love, but I had no idea, right. What mm -hmm. I was getting into. And I, uh, so I went to the state department as a coordinator and, um, and just fell in love with the work and fell in love with, with career tech and with the companies. And, uh, a few months later, uh, Dom became ill and had to take medical retirement and went to the state director, uh, which there was actually just been a change. There was a new state director, went to that new state director and said, hey, this is the guy that needs to lead that team. 
So they came to me and, and asked me to lead the, the state biz team at the State Department. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. I don't need to lead anybody. I'm good. Um, I told you why I was here. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And the third time they came to me, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. Third time's a charm. Always, yeah. always, and, always. So there you go. And that's that. I ended up running the state team. That's how I got to know um, a lot of the team at Tulsa Tech and and uh, then later had the opportunity to come come here to Tulsa Tech and join the biz team and and uh, been here ever since, and I love it. And when we talk to uh, some of our listeners may not know acronyms, when we say biz team, it's business and industry services, as we call it. It's interchangeable, workforce training and development. I just want to make that clear for everybody. Yeah, it's <laughs> that we're a, we live in a world full of acronyms. We and do. Actually, we're in the process of rebranding a lot of that work in both, both the traditional biz and ACD teams to call it workforce and economic development. That's a statewide uh, change in, in vernacular. So. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, an interesting adjustment for sure. Sure. Uh, do you have a favorite part of the train? any trainings that we offer or you, what's your favorite part of your job maybe? So the my favorite part of my job specifically is the recruitment of companies to the Tulsa area. Uh, I get the opportunity to speak to multiple companies every month that are looking at Tulsa and trying to decide whether this is a place that they can build a, build a business uh, or expand to. And I've had the opportunity to work with companies like Macy's and Milo's Tea and Green Hat Group and uh, many others to uh, to identify the opportunity and then show them how they can build a workforce here uh, and have access to a, a world class workforce through our full-time programs and customized training in ACD. You mentioned uh, we talked about your doctorate a little bit. Was that always part of your career journey? No, it really wasn't. So um, I had an, when I came to uh, career tech, I had an MBA uh, and I had really no interest in going back to school. Uh, and I, I just started to realize that, that because of the restrictions in education, if I wanted a career path beyond where I was, I needed to at least get a master's degree in education so that I could get um, certified. And uh, that allowed me to kind of go through that process. So uh, I, I got that second master's degree and got um, certified as a as teacher, principal, superintendent, all the things. Uh, and uh, then just kind of, I fell in love with research and fell in love with uh, the, the opportunity to, to learn more and, and new and innovative, innovative ways to do what I do, uh, and decided to pursue the doctorate. And my doctorate uh, work is, is really focused around career and technical education uh, and our impact on workforce engagement uh, post-graduation. So. Well, I think that's right in your wheelhouse. So. It, it's absolutely, and, and it's, it's my passion. I, re, I really believe uh, a lot of people uh, laugh at my passion for, for career tech because I think every child needs the opportunity to get a career tech. Uh, I, have, I have seven children, and just like everybody who has children can tell you, they're, they're all very different, and some of them are very academic, and some of them are not, and some of them will pursue uh, a, a post-secondary education, and some of them will not, but every one of them 
including my daughter, who's 23 and a teacher today, uh, had to go through a career tech program. She actually went through a cosmetology program, made great money cutting hair in the dorms while she was going through college. And then uh, I have a son in HVAC here at Tulsa Tech. Now another daughter that graduated from the pharmacy tech program, and the rest of them will come through the programs because we, I believe so strongly in in building a, a skill that's that's an employable skill even if you're going to go get a college degree right and uh i'm sure all of your kids are very good at math given your background actually that is not true <laughs> <laughs> they think i'm a strange individual i have one that's that that loves math but the rest of them uh, are not really Don't all, that all interested. kids think their parents are strange <laughs> yes they do <laughs> you mentioned your passion about career tech do you have any other hobbies or interests outside of work um sure i i like everybody i, I like to let my hair down except for i don't have any hair but what i have <laughs> I, I like to let it down occasionally um i i rode, ride a motorcycle um and i'm part of a motorcycle club so so i ride anywhere from 20 to thirty thousand miles a year uh, my family is all engaged in that whole whole thing as well so we spend a lot of so how yeah. f- what's the farthest you've gone on your bike where where's the farthest away you've been traveling? Uh, so i've last year i rode coast to coast twice oh wow uh, uh south carolina to california uh and then california to new jersey uh, with kind of breaks in the middle so you know i went to california and then the week next week or week and a half later i went to new jersey and then the other time i went to south carolina and then came back and and went to California a few weeks after that. Wow, how fun. Yeah, it's fun. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Matt. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media. 